Today, Target's attempt to indoctrinate your children in the LGBT cult with quite a surprising partnership. Mayor Eric Adams calls for the feds to begin dispersing illegals throughout the country because his city is all full, all filled up, and a dire warning to blacks in Florida. The NAACP says you are not safe. Hurry, leave the state and save yourselves. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and late last week the mega retail giant Target introduced a new LGBT pride line of clothing and accessories in preparation for the upcoming Pride Month around the corner in June. Included in the lineup are tuck-friendly swimwear for kids with extra crotch coverage where young boys whose mothers are emotionally abusing them can wear female swimsuits. Shirts that say, trans people will always exist. Cure transphobia, not trans people. And I am just a whole, sir. Hmm. The lineup also features a tote bag that reads, too queer for here, and pride rainbow onesies for infants and toddlers, presumably because the radical left insists that even children that young can be trans. Right. And if you thought that was the end of the story, and as bad as it gets, you'd be wrong. See, it's not just that Target is indoctrinating children with LGBTQ clothing and accessories. It's not just that they have entire queer sections front and center in the store for all to see, including your children, whether you like it or not. It's not just that in Target, if you're a woman and need to use the bathroom, you may be joined by a biological male pretending to be a female. No. See, just to add insult to injury, just to spit in the face of anyone who, I don't know, might not want their children being indoctrinated into a sexual cult, Target has partnered with up-and-coming fashion designer Eric Abprolin from the UK. Abprolin is a self-proclaimed gay trans man, which I have some questions about the logistics of that one, but even more sinister, she, a biological female, embraces Satanism. One of her designs features the phrase, Satan respects pronouns on clothing, and the website description reads, Satan loves you and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. An Instagram post adds, LGBTQIA people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine, we'll hang with Satan instead. So, out of all the fashion designers in the world, hell, even out of all the gay fashion designers, Lord knows there are way too many of them, or out of all the gay trans fashion designers, yes, I still have some questions about that one, Target makes it a point to partner with an LGBT Satanist. That's not a coincidence. Just like Bud Light's management decision to partner up with Dylan Mulvaney, these decisions are not made by so many giant companies in haste. They have departments dedicated to vetting people they partner with, vendors they partner with, employees they hire. This was a conscious decision by target management to reject tradition and normalcy. Reject the average suburban mom just trying to get 30 minutes to herself while she shops for toiletries and home decor and drinks her frappuccino. They are daring you to make a change because they don't think you will. If they weren't willing to learn the lesson from Bud Light, perhaps it's time they're taught the lesson directly. After all, Bud Light only advertises to those 21 and older. Target is quite literally targeting your children. The question is, will you sacrifice your convenience in order to vote with your dollars and prove a point? And if not now, then when? 
Here to discuss this and more, I have Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Um, Yaku, this is, we just keep hitting new bottoms, I feel. There, well, there is no bottom well, at this well, point. What's happening, Sarah, is the, the layers are just being peeled back and now the core is being revealed. Mm -hmm. What is behind the trans movement, the gender dysphoria movement, the trans surgery movement is in fact Satan. So we've now peeled the layers away and now the core is being revealed. Those who are pro-trans, pro-LBGTQ, pro-gender modification are in fact choosing Satan, the author of death, over God, the author of life. In 31,000 scriptures in the Bible, there's not a single scripture that promotes harming children. Mm -hmm. If you wanted a Bible that promotes harming children, you would have to go to, let me see. Oh, that's right, the Satanic Bible that actually promotes it, that actually encourages sex with children. So I want Americans to understand when you engage in this conversation and you're a coward Christian, that's a Christian that refuses to now go shop at Walmart or somewhere else, but want to keep going to Target because you're selfish. You want to spend a dollar where it's convenient for you. You're a coward Christian that doesn't want to speak against this insane movement that's complete a spirit of stupor that they've fallen under, where they truly believe cutting body parts off of children is the right thing to do. It is fueled, driven by, authored by that who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which is Satan. It's always been Satan. So you go along and worship Satan. We have now shared the truth with you. If you choose Satan over God, let God be your judge. Okay? Let him be your judge. Yeah. This is unacceptable in America. And you've got globalist, Satanist infiltrating America. And we're just standing in line and we keep buying this stuff. So I hope, Sarah, Target feels the pain financially infinitely more than Bud Light. Because this is worse. This is for children. In the children's section, a swimsuit designed for boys to tuck mm -hmm. their penis. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bud Light's bad, but Bud Light didn't go after, you know, four-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Target is targeting like a predator. And they're predatory at this moment. They're targeting young children age four and up. Mm -hmm. So I say, America, make it hurt. This is anti-American. It's not who we are. Uh, this is as far removed from one nation under God as you can go. So I want to um, I want to just to kind of hammer home the point that you are making about like you got to make a choice here. Yeah. They're showing you what they're about. Yeah. Are you about that as well? Because if you're not, you need to figure out somewhere else to shop. And maybe that means going to multiple different stores rather than just the one convenient one. Um, but uh, but I want to I want to bring up this. The Daily Signal um, has gotten a hold of some of Fox's um, uh, procedures, employee handbook. They obtained a copy of their 2021 employee handbook, and they found out that Fox News employees are allowed to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity rather than their biological sex and permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender. They must also be addressed by their preferred name and pronouns at the workplace. These are just a few of the policies outlined in the company handbook dated January 2021, a copy of which was shared with the Daily Signal. Fox also offers to help employees come up with a workplace transition plan to ease their gender transition at work. Now, this shouldn't come as a, a surprise to anyone who watched them highlight Caitlyn Jenner mm -hmm. 
whenever he was making his big run. But I just want to make sure everyone out there understands all of these media giants that you look up to. Thank God Tucker's gone from there because yeah. the rest is garbage, okay? All of these media giants that you think hold the conservative values that you stand for and, and live by and donate to, that's how much they believe in it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and again, at the core, the Murdoch family mm -hmm. is a radical left-wing nut family. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, Fox is going to have these secret hush-hush policies that now you hear about. But it's there. It's undergirded it. And now when you think back, you go, oh, that's why Fox doesn't tell the truth. And Tucker's exposed that, et cetera. I just want to mention one thing about Target. Remember, that Starbucks included. Their number one partnership, yeah. Target's number one partnership is Starbucks. Yeah. So th them and all their buddies, all of them, stop spending money there. You know, the only time in the Bible, pronouns are in the Bible one time. It's when demons tell Jesus... Depart from us because we know you're coming to drive us out. And the demon, one demon says, we. We. They, we. them. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you want to allow it, align with demons? You use pronouns. Stop using pronouns. And if people say, Yaku, at my job, if I don't use pronouns, I'll lose my job. Hey, I'm just telling you, you, you have a bigger concern. You're going to stand in front of God. And he's going to ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? Which includes the word of God mm -hmm. and the truth. Mm -hmm. Right? The truth will set you free. Stop using pronouns. Stop shopping at Target. Stop. Yes, I'm telling you. Stop shopping at Target. Stop shopping at Starbucks. This is demonic. Unless you're okay with America's children literally being destroyed. It's not even just sexualized. It's destroyed because it's coming to kill. Yeah. Which... Fox also supports back uh, in 2022, they played an America Together LGBTQ plus Pride Month series, and uh, they highlighted the story of Ryland Whittington, a, a trans California teen and his family who openly spoke about their journey. I would rather have a living son than a dead daughter. That's always what they tell you. They always want to play on your emotions. Oh, they're going to die if they don't transition, if they don't chop off their body parts. It's not true. In fact, it's also true that they are more likely to still kill themselves after you allow them to chop off their body parts and don't get them help for the actual problem that they have. Um, so there was also a source in this article, there was also a source who still works at, at Fox News that told the Daily Signal that after Carlson's show, Tucker's show was canceled in April, uh, producers for the new 8 p.m. Fox News Tonight program were told not to bash Mulvaney. And to Yaku's point, that came from the high-level executives. It came from Rupert's son. And here we go. Sarah, I, I don't know. I, I'm asking myself constantly, when... Will America hit rock bottom where the people just go, that's it, enough is enough. And what people don't understand is when you enable an alcoholic, you're actually doing a disservice to the alcohol, al alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're enabling people mm -hmm. to harm children by looking the other way, by using a pronoun, by engaging a conversation as if it has validity whether you know, a man can be a woman. Stop this madness or declare your choice. Pick Satan, and this, this is a pet peeve of mine. Pastors today, pastors that have this argument, oh, listen, rather ha ha, you know, love your child mm -hmm. and then enable them. That's not love. Right. God's word says love corrects. You can love because we're not fighting against a person. There's a demonic spirit attacking your child 
if truly there's a trans spirit or like a suicide spirit of suicide, mm -hmm. that you don't handle that thing with kitty gloves. You destroy a demonic spirit. You go after it with the truth of God and any other thing you're picking Satan. So there's this notion in America that there's a, a middle way, a gray area, which God calls the lukewarm and he'll spew you out that you can neither choose God nor the gray area and you become your own deity. False. It's God or Satan. Make a choice. Yeah. Um, so one more doozy for you here on the, uh, the trans issue. A uh, Manhattan, New York, transgender woman, so a biological male. Look at that. We just put, look at that beautiful woman. Wow. That's, he is so feminine. He's suing a yoga studio for $5 million because they asked him to use the men's restroom after female patrons complained. I mean... I can't imagine why they'd ask him to use the male restroom. So apparently this is uh, Ali Miles. Inf he informed management at Hot Yoga Chelsea of intentions to use the non-gender specific bathrooms and locker rooms. The, he was told that the facility did not have non-gender specific locker rooms. And he said that he intended to use the women's facilities. They said, you cannot use the women's facilities. Um, but he just disregarded the studio's rules and used the women's facilities anyway. And uh, the women started complaining because he crouched down on the floor in front of the shower stalls and one woman said he was 150% all male because he had a big dong sitting out there for all of the women to see who, of course, did not consent to that. So now this guy has the nerve to sue the yoga studio. He says he's suing under New York State Executive, uh, Executive Law 296-2A, which prohibits discrimination because of the sexual orientation of any person uh, to refuse, withhold, or deny to such person any of the accommodations, advantages, facilities, or privileges thereof. I don't think that sexual orientation really quite covers what he's doing. It doesn't cover, but now you see when you let reckless, yes. loose legislators make laws yes. that are absolutely stupid and outside of, again, the truth, you get a nut job like this who's a complete creeper, a complete pedophile, mm -hmm. a complete you know, abuser crouching down, wants to get into a woman's restroom, right? Th this is what happens when we enable, when you don't hold these legislators accountable going, that law should not pass because some ambulance chasing lawyer will tell this guy, we can go get five million mm -hmm. and probably go put a perfectly well-intending you know, American business owner yeah. out of business, ruining other lives, all because this dude at night talks to demons, okay? Because he loves to sleep with demons and he loves to hang with demons, okay? This is insane, America. I mean, honestly. I know. But there's laws on the books, and of course it's New York. I mean, of course. Of course it's right? New York. Of course. Uh, I, look, I got to tell you, just before we go to break, I, I'm in a locker room, and you come in swinging your dong. Deckham. Deckham, Sarah. You, that's exactly what's happening. You are not going to see it coming Break either. Break a jaw, collapse his trachea, and let him suffocate on the floor. I, I mean, think I'm really coming. probably just a knee to the groin area might do the oh, trick. Oh, to, to remind him that there's might, a set of balls? Might do the there? trick. Might do the trick. Maybe it'll... Give well, him some right. So hey, you've got those. Maybe use them. Yeah, but they're 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 just for show. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Want to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So uh, everyone's talking about how ChatGPT and artificial intelligence is going to change the world. Um, all of the big tech companies are heavily investing in AI, but guess what? They're also the same big tech companies that determine your search results. Only now they get to cut out a whole new layer of information that you see. 
Why should they link off to third-party websites in the search results when they can let their AI robot generate the perfect answer to your question? That is why I use ExpressVPN to add a layer of protection between myself and big tech. Big Tech, the ExpressVPN app, hides my unique IP address on all of my devices. It's very, very easy to use, and it doesn't make your system lag or anything like that. I've been using it for a very long time now. You just tap one button on your phone, your computer, whatever your device is, and that is it. You are protected. It also encrypts 100% of online traffic, keeping you and me safe from hackers and prying eyes. Stop letting big tech leech on your data freely. Use my link expressvpn.com slash why and you can get three extra months for free. Protect yourself over at expressvpn.com slash why. That is expressvpn.com slash why. New York City Democrat Mayor Eric Adams has decided we're all full here. Uh, there's no room at the end, and uh, the feds need to be dispersing illegals throughout. The, look, let's just make it even, and ju- they could just disperse them all throughout the country a little more evenly, um, which is interesting because back in just in 2021, he felt very differently. He said that immigrants are to be protected in his sanctuary city. He said we should protect our immigrants, period. Yes, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. Now, it's been fascinating watching him slowly change his tune. In 2022, uh, he seemed to accept that his city would need to house more migrants than he had room for and the potential impact it could have on his constituents. Watch. And we can't have uh, the historical, um, I believe people should be housed, but just don't house them on my block. Everyone blocked, everyone's block is going to be impacted by this. And so we have to add our advocacy uh, with our uh, ability to help our neighbors. And we need everyone on board with this, you know, because as I stated last week, our schools are going to be impacted. Our healthcare system is going to be impacted. Uh, Our infrastructure is going to be impacted. Uh, But we're willing to do our job and we're going to do our job and we're going to need all New Yorkers to be with us on this. Well, over the weekend on Face the Nation, he decided to take just his much larger step back. He says, look, instead of burdening one city with an influx of a bunch of illegals, I mean, the federal government probably needs to, like, send them other places. And $30 million in funds, that's not enough to pay for all of these migrants coming to New York City, the sanctuary city. Watch. On the question of decompression, would it be more helpful if it was the federal government directing where migrants are moved to throughout the United States instead of you as New York City's mayor trying to figure out where you can send them within your state? Yes, it would. Hmm. We have 108,000 cities, villages, towns. Uh, If everyone takes a small portion of that and if it's coordinated uh, at the border Uh to ensure that those who are coming here uh, to this country in a lawful manner Mm. is actually Mm. uh, moved Mm -hmm. throughout the entire country. It is not a burden on one city. And the numbers need to be clear. Uh, Hmm. We received over 70,000. Uh, migrant asylum seekers uh, in our city. 42,000 are still in our care. Uh If this is properly handled at the border level, uh, this issue can be resolved while we finally get Congress, uh, particularly the Republican Party, Mm. to deal with a comprehensive immigration policy. Right. It's just that you signed up to be a sanctuary city, and that's 
part of being a sanctuary city. That's the, the, in fact, the entire reason to deem yourself a sanctuary city is because you recognize that the rest of the country does not accept illegal immigrants, mostly because they're, you know, illegal. And you are the ones who are saying, we're, we're opening our doors for all of these illegal immigrants. So I would agree with him only to the extent that we should be shipping illegal immigrants to all of the sanctuary cities. I'm happy if they want to disperse them equally throughout the sanctuary cities. But I don't know why we need to uh, make sure that there's equal distribution among the entire country when those of us who are sane and reasonable said, for a very long time now, you can't just allow illegals into the country just ad hoc with no ramifications. You, like, this is not a good system. Why should we have to take them? Yeah. Isn't it funny how he'll walk it back three steps and then go, yeah. okay, now walk it back three more steps, but never address the real problem. Mm -hmm. The border's open, mm -hmm. dude. Mm -hmm. And it's right. your guy and your party that keeps the border open. So, uh, there, there aren't enough cities in America to keep taking the people of the world, right, on and on. And by the way, where's this $30 million number come, coming from? That's the biggest farce. Because he's a sanctuary city, they have received hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars mm -hmm. over the last five years from the federal government, purely because they signed up to be a sanctuary city, like Chicago and Los Angeles and all these others. You've received taxpayer funds from all of America, yep. pouring into your city for the last five years. You're a liar. I thought New York has a brand. Are you true to your own brand, buddy? Your brand was, we're open, bring them all. So we're bringing them. Mm -hmm. And I say, keep sending them. Send them, send them into Tribeca. Send them to Robert De Niro's neighborhood, to his block in Tribeca. Send them to Chinatown and see what happens then if they're going to deal with the migrants. You're going to have a little bit of unrest, I think, among the people of New York. But hey, you asked for it and you took the money like in COVID. And now when it's time to pay your share as a sanctuary city, now it's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is a little. And by the way, you're not even close to the numbers that El Paso, Del, Del Rio, Laredo, McAllen, Brownsville. Okay, how about we ship all the Chinese to you that's currently setting up illegal marijuana farms in Texas, shipping weed out of the country? How about we bring them to come grow weed in Brooklyn? Huh? And we should do that. Any abandoned building in Brooklyn right now, ship the Chinese up there, go grow weed in Brooklyn. You know, come on, let's do that. Now, I'm, let's double down. Yeah. You want it to be open? Let's bring it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I want to switch gears here and talk Jeffrey Epstein. So uh, there was a, a report over the weekend about a, a blackmail scheme between Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates. Uh, so apparently, this is the report, Jeffrey Epstein discovered that Bill Gates had an affair with a Russian bridge player and later appeared to use his knowledge to threaten one of the world's richest men, of course, Bill Gates. The Microsoft co-founder met the woman around 2010 when she was in her 20s. Epstein met her in 2013 and later paid for her to attend software coding school. In 2017, Epstein emailed Bill Gates and asked to be reimbursed for the cost of the course According to people familiar with the matter, the woman, her, whose name is Mila Antona, declined to comment on Bill Gates, but said she did not know who Epstein was when they met. She added that, I am disgusted with Epstein and what he did. Mm -hmm. and then Your you thoughts? You, you know more about Jeffrey Epstein than most. Yeah, in 2007, we were working this case when Acosta let him off. And then again, it surfaced later. But then she should ask why 
Gates and Clinton are part of the Red Shoe Brigade, why all of them are seen, you know, hanging in Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's house. And man, these were his buddies. They traveled with him. They benefited. These are friends with benefits, mm-hmm. sexual benefits. Mm-hmm. They benefited. And Jeffrey obviously also leveraged the system. He understood that, hey, blackmail works. Mm-hmm. And you've got stuff on me. I'm going to have stuff on you. And this is how they played. And, and there's so much evidence across the board how they triangulated dirt on Hollywood stars, Hollywood ex- executives. You know, they would put a guy in a plane. There would be women on the plane, whether they touched him or didn't touch him. They filmed. And it's blackmail. And it's you like, say we got they, you. Yeah. they would put yeah. Robert Maxwell. And this is, nobody wants to talk about this, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That's Robert why. Maxwell. And I have, the, this is fact. This is why Robert was floating in the ocean off his own yacht with his daughter on the boat, Ghislaine. Robert Maxwell actually targeted Jeffrey. Jeffrey Epstein wasn't even in the top 400 traders in New York. He was a nobody. Robert Maxwell introduced Epstein to all the big players in in New York, helped him build his book. Money managers talk about their book. Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's father, introduced Ghislaine. To Jeffrey, when she was a teenager, he built Epstein, okay? So the they is Robert Maxwell, some buddies in Israel, because that dude is former Israeli, some friends in France, in the leadership of the nation, mm-hmm. right? And the Vatican, in the leadership of the Vatican. Yes, Pope John Paul, you got something to answer for, uh, answer for not just a royal family. They, all, they have dirt on one another, and this is what they did. So blackmail him, hey, yeah, I paid for her. I know you were with her. Reimburse me. And then they called, uh, they called his number. And they said, you do it or we do it. Mm-hmm. And he went in. And so, and this is why the Ghislaine story is quiet. But nobody wants to talk about Robert Maxwell and, and the rest of the net that aided and abetted Epstein, that covered for him, that protected him. Can you really think that a guy can do what he did by himself? No, he's got judges and lawyers and big Bill Gates, money men, mm-hmm. Soros, the Rockefellers, right? He's got these guys who have covered for him until they potentially, maybe, were going to be exposed mm-hmm. when he was finally in custody. He should have been in 2007. And then they started ousting him, like they ousted Harvey Weinstein in Hollywood. They all did it with Harvey, yeah. right? But as soon as, as soon as there's some noise, they go, oh, sacrifice him. Right, right. Um, I want throw that picture of Bill Gates and this. I can't get over how much she looks like Greta Thunberg. She, a lot. I can't. I, I saw lot. it and now I can't unsee it. That looks like the spitting image of Greta Thunberg. Big, big, big fan of this show. By the way, she does not miss an episode of the News and Why It Matters. I don't know if you guys know that. Sarah, just one yeah, thing. Yeah, go ahead. Teenagers don't just hang with billionaires. Okay, it doesn't happen. You don't just, as a teenager, as a random teenager that's not a family member right. or it's your CFO's daughter, whatever, randomly you've got access to billionaires? Right. Come on now. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got to, uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank Jace Medical this segment. So I want you to picture for a moment what it would be like if all of a sudden the global medication supply chain of antibiotics just disappeared right before your eyes. You know, most of our medicine in this country, I can't, like, I try to sound the alarm about this as much as I can, but nobody listens to little old Sarah. It's manufactured in places like India and China. So if there's another pandemic, something happens in one of those countries, they're going to take care of their own needs first, and then they're going to be out, and you're not going to get your medication. So if you or someone you love needs antibiotics, 
There might not be any to be had. How can you prepare yourself? Well, the answer is you should have a supply on hand in case of disaster, just like emergency preparedness food. You need the Jace case from Jace Medical. It's a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat very long list of bacterial infections. Um, here's the thing. Especially with kids, if you have kids at home and maybe you have, you know, a kid who just, it's like, it's a, oh, little Tommy's got an ear infection again. And I know that, okay, because I know my kid and he always gets them or, you know, my daughter gets a UTI and I know the symptoms and I know what to look out for. I don't have time to go to the doctor and I don't have time to go to the pharmacy and I don't have time to do any of these things. I just want to be prepared so that I can treat my child when something like this happens. You can go to jacemedical.com, enter promo code NEWS at checkout. Go get prepared over at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code NEWS. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border just down the road. You can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. The NAACP Board of Directors issued a statement over the weekend warning black Americans that the state of Florida is not safe for them. They said, please be advised that Florida is openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other minorities. Well, it's just, it's interesting because um, <clears throat> the chairman of this NAACP board of directors um, just so happens to live in Tampa, which last I checked is in Florida. Mm -hmm. It may have moved since then, but the last, last I checked, Tampa was still in Florida. So it's fascinating. Um, maybe it be that bad. Oh, it's bad. It, it, listen, He's it, still there, though. Well, it's like the don't say gay bill, so he might be in hiding. Oh. Because it's like the don't say gay bill. You say the word gay and is you get... bunker? Yeah, writing, you get hauled to prison. writing to us from... He must be. Prison. He must be. Maybe. So um, you say the word gay and you get hauled into prison for the rest of your... They throw away the key. You don't get access to a lawyer or your family or anything. They deprive you of due process and you just rot in the prisons. And then also, um, if you are black and you are discovered roaming the streets of Florida, I hear that they do the same thing. So I wonder what the Miami Dolphins are going to do. <laughs> I wonder what the 85 percent of their team's black. So I wonder what I mean. I wonder what the Surgeon General of Florida is going to do. Yeah, this is problematic. <laughs> this is problematic, really problematic. <laughs> you know what I want to do? Agnostic of your race, because, again, the one who talks about race first is, in fact, the race baiter in NAACP. Right. Agnostic of race. 
every single American that's complaining about how tough this country is and how horrible and how they're, you know, all their rights and, you know, they can't survive and all this. I just wish we could just transport them to a place where there's actual oppression and mm-hmm. affliction. I don't know, like, I mean, Shenzhen or Beijing or, or South Sudan or the DRC or Turkey where Christians are being beheaded, you know, just for a month. Just yeah. drop them off and see, do you still sing the same song? These guys, they do. This is like Jesse Jackson. They must pin color against color or they have no purpose in life. The NAACP has no purpose if not to race bait, if not to divide a nation. They don't know how to make money any other way. They extort. This is extortion. They're trying to extort. Good luck for this one, by the way. Your governor is Ron DeSantis. I don't know. I don't know that he's going to bend the knee on this one. I think you kind of barked up the wrong tree here, buddy. I mean, maybe go to New York. They may fall for some crap like this, but not DeSantis. Well, so it's fascinating. You know, they use a lot of like flowery language. So you don't you're not quite sure what it is that they they are even right. What it is that they're even talking about. So this is uh, a direct response to what this is how they characterize it, the NAACP. So it's very, very dramatized. A lot of drama queens in the NAACP, I guess. This says... The travel advisory comes in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis' aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. That's what it is, see. He doesn't want critical race theory being taught. He doesn't want actual... Indoctrination. Indoctrination being given to students. He wants actual history being taught, which does include black history. It also includes a lot of other rich history that uh, people should be learning. But it's just, you know, Ron DeSantis has this like funny little thing where I think he just wants truth to be taught to students. That's right. I was about to say. Yeah. It's actually just an attack on truth. They don't want truth because they can't financially benefit from the truth. They must perpetuate this lie that this institutional racism in America, which is false. There's not. Mm -hmm. There's, There's nothing that proves towards institutional racism. So they just say so, and because they said so, so when you want to teach real history, they can't have that, Sarah. Right. Because they they have to write the history. Don't we know? Didn't we get the memo? I mean, all of MSN, mainstream media follows the memo. Why won't we? They just can't figure it out. You know, you I, like, you have to believe that this one is going to blow up in their face because yeah. for as much as, you know, there were some gay people who legitimately were worried. Actually, it's funny because um, my husband and I were, well, my husband is a big planner and we're going to Universal very soon. And he was reading the Universal Studios Reddit and he was reading through um, one of this, the Reddit users who genuinely was like, I'm trans and my partner is gay and we're really worried about going to Florida. Are we going to be allowed to go? Are we going to be allowed to go into the park? Like they legitimately were very concerned. So be that as it may, I do think that like most black people who live in Florida are going to be like, what are you talking about? Of course. It's fine. I'm fine. And you got to wonder how many of them are going to rethink, maybe even people who might associate themselves with the NAACP in certain points will read that and go, okay, you guys, like, ah, yeah. I live here. Everything's fine. You guys, I, maybe you're liars. Maybe you've lied about other things as well. There you go. I mean, you have to believe. Yeah, please keep on lying, expose yourself, and then hopefully maybe some of your own followers will wake up, not go woke, but really wake up and realize that you've been lying to them about, I don't know, just about everything. Literally everything. Everything. Yeah. 
And, and for the trans person that's really concerned about Florida, I mean, you always have Disney. I mean, I, I don't know why they don't just go to They'll Disney. welcome you. Just go to Disney. They'll welcome you. Yeah. I mean, no, but it's, it's complete nonsense. It's like, you know, it's, it's like if you go from Georgia and you cross that Florida line, oh, hold on now. The popo's coming. You know, they're coming for you. Come they on. have actually border cross. Like, they, there's a border station that you have to drive through, like you're crossing from Mexico into the United States. Mm-hmm. And there is a border patrol, a Florida border patrol agent mm-hmm. that checks you. Yep. And if you're gay, whoo, you are done. Tough state for you, you are buddy. Done. Matter of fact, that trans person. Meanwhile, half of Disney's employees yeah, yeah. lost their mind. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, to that point, I would like to just send a message to the trans person who's thinking about going to Universal. Don't go. Don't go. They'll lock you up. You got to go to Disney. <laughs> Don't go to Universal, especially when my family's going. Especially right? not Sarah's week. Thank you. Um, all right. We got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But I want to thank new sponsor of the show, Collective. So I know a lot of my viewers and listeners make most, if not all, your money, you know, maybe freelancing or you're an entrepreneur and you're running a small business. So if you want to focus on your passion and not all the paperwork and the red tape that the government gives you, you have to know about Collective.com. This is the perfect marriage of technology plus human tax and accounting experts there to guide you, help you maximize your tax savings, and take away your busy work. If you've already made money this year, but you don't have an S-Corp election, right now through June 13th, Collective can save you thousands of dollars on taxes in 2023 because they're able to backdate an S-Corp election to January 1st. In fact, they're saving members, uh, on average, $10,000 per year on taxes with this structure. So you can still have an LLC, okay? Talk to them about it. It's the membership that easily pays for itself and then some. Act before June 13th to save potentially thousands of dollars in 2023 taxes. Again, you can still have an LLC and still have the structure. Go to collective.com to save on taxes this year and have someone who knows what they're doing. Handle your setup, accounting, bookkeeping, taxes, even your personal taxes. They do it all over at collective.com. There is a new survey out that shows that Oregon voters want to overturn the decriminalization of drugs. They support bringing back criminal penalties for drug possession. Uh, Measure 110, the Drug Addiction and Recovery Act, redirected marijuana tax revenue to fund overdose prevention, recovery housing, and other harm reduction efforts. It was passed in 2020. And um, I want to read some of these other survey results here. So um, they were asked, Oregon voters were asked about repealing portions of Measure 110 that I just read to you to bring back criminal penalties for drug possession uh, while continuing to use cannabis taxes to fund drug treatment programs. And key findings from the survey include a majority of Oregon voters think that Measure 110 has been bad for Oregon. More than six in 10 voters think that Measure 110 has made drug addiction, homelessness and crime worse. 63 percent of voters support bringing back criminal penalties for drug possession while continuing to use cannabis taxes. Voters become become more supportive of bringing back criminal penalties for drug possession when hearing about the state's struggles standing up treatment programs. More voters believe that the root cause of homelessness is drug addiction and mental health problems rather than a lack of access to affordable housing. Huh. Seems like Oregon residents are like, oh, maybe we should not have done this. Maybe we were wrong in this. Maybe, as it turns out, uh, allowing legalized drugs leads to, you know, things like homelessness and mental illness and financial problems and a whole lot of other things that any sane person would be able to predict would happen. 
A friend of mine, and he won't mind, his name is Michael Sander. He owns Sortis Holdings in Oregon. And that city was decimated. And they own a lot of property downtown. And they've been rebuilding. And they, and they couldn't leave. It's not like they could leave. They were so invested in the city that now they're doubling down to, to bring that city back. They've been crying for this, saying, hey, 110 is destructive. Drugs everywhere. He called me the other day. And he's like, hey, there's fentanyl in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. it's, it's Oregon is in a complete disaster. But I, Sarah, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking myself, honestly, do people really think when they allow lawlessness, like we saw in Chaz and Chop and the whole George Floyd nonsense and, you know, the, the dark age of America, do they really not think that that's going to come back to bite them? I mean, are they so short-sighted that they think that you can let lawlessness run amok and somehow it's going to self-correct. Look at Boulder, Colorado. I went to Boulder. We did an anti-trafficking sting to rescue a child in Boulder, right? You step over needles on the street. Boulder is a disaster because they legalized a drug. When you legalize one drug, all other drugs come. And isn't it ironic that they're funding drug rehabs from financial benefits from a drug? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Philip Morris tried that in the cigarette age. They've tried that. And then they realized, hey, actually, we should actually promote teenagers from stopping to smoke. And so I, I don't know what it is in America. It's this false virtue signal, false philanthropic movement of just let them do or let them do what they want to do. And somehow it won't break our city. It won't. We promise. Right now you go downtown Oregon, Portland. The Apple store still today has a 25-foot fence, double-layer fence around it because of theft mm -hmm. and looting. Mm -hmm. It's a complete debacle. It's a disaster. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at all of these very left, uh, le I would say, I can't even say left-leaning, these very radical left cities yeah. that have decriminalized these drugs, and they do all have these things in common. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, you know, I'm very libertarian on a lot of different things, but I, I just, I can't get on board with the libertarian-esque approach of just like, well, if it doesn't harm you, you know, they're doing it to themselves. It's like, but it does harm the entire community. Because to your point, I went to, I was in Colorado, I was in Denver, um, mm -hmm. Not, I mean, it was 2015, I think, so kind of early on into it. And even then, it just, the, the, um, the number of car accidents was up, the number, I mean, because people were high and they were driving, you know, and so, but all of these little, little numbers start to trickle in and then it just compounds it as you go through the years. And so it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. We're seeing that in uh, California. We're seeing that in all of these places that share the same characteristic of legalizing these drugs. And so while, you know, I, I, I tend to be on the side of just like, let people do what they want with their lives. It's like, well, when you're, you've got, you're throwing needles out that my kid could yeah, step on exactly. and you know, your body's laying out in the street and you've pooped yourself, you know, in the middle of the street when I'm trying to go take my kids shopping, like it kind of also becomes my problem. No, it, you, and I, and I hear your heart because you, you truly are, you're a constitutionalist right. and you do, and we have the rights to live our lives the way we want to, but when it becomes the norm, dysfunction yeah. being the norm and law and order, remember, it's not just do what you want, they changed the law. Right. You can now be intoxicated. I told you it was in Times Square and they were getting high sitting in Times yeah. Square. Yeah. And the cops are 100 feet away because yeah. they know they can't do anything. He's talking about Denver. I was doing a foot patrol one o'clock one morning. We were looking for a particular girl in a meth lab, which are tents basically, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do you know the amount of body bags, dead people, 
that are recovered around Broncos Stadium on the stadium premises during the week that they clean up on a Friday, Saturday for a Sunday night game. It's out of control mm. because all the dysfunctional ones, right? right? All the all the, you know, the ones that are broken flock to these cities mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. drugs are readily mm -hmm. available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it breaks a whole culture. Yeah, you can you can't you can't solve that. No, it's no. you can't solve it. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Yeah, well, you can solve it. You just yeah. stop stop legalizing it. Prosecute. <laughs> yeah, there's. And the program with Joe Biden talking about the Quad, which is, of course, a partnership between India, Australia, Japan, and the United States. Watch. And what's going on now is the look at the meeting we had here today, uh, today and yesterday, of the Quad. Did, I, I bet you, I would maybe some of you thought it, but I doubt many many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia. Japan and the United States wow. to form an that. organization called the Quad. That's great. To maintain stability in the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea. That would be amazing if it were true. It's just that the Quad was established back in 2007 under the Bush administration. Oh, and then reestablished during the Trump administration. So, better luck next time, I guess, though, Joe. They'll steal your children, they'll steal your credit. Yeah, I know, they'll steal right? Everything. Give Trump the credit, at least. <laughs> Thank you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.